I'll try not to touch anything, just in case. <laughs> well, this isn't Jurassic Park. Nobody's going to get hurt. <laughs> okay, D. I know you're you're Hi. you're tired and you've you've done your thing, but what what I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get you to do real quick is you'll introduce yourself mm-hmm. and uh, just name and sort of what what's your, what you're up to. Just job or like? <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean particularly particular not 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 a lot of introduction, but just kind of like what you what you're doing and and in particular like why. I've invited right. you to be a guest. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You're listening to the Can't Sell This podcast with your hosts, Hugh Elliott and Stefan Grambart. I'm Dee. I'm the president and co-founder of Soot Soap Supply Co. Soot Soap is a detoxifying and deodorizing line of personal care products, uh, specifically developed for firefighters. I I gotta say, you know, one of the reasons that that I invited you on, Dee, and thank you for that mm-hmm. intro for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> one of the reasons that that I I wanted to talk to you uh, was the fact that. I've worked in factories, and I don't know if you're aware, but the the soap that they use in factories is like this super gross, like it stinks, yeah. but it's really good at cutting through grime and stuff like that. And one of the things that I found really fascinating about this this idea of you know engineering a soap almost specifically for firefighters um, is that they probably have the same, they probably used the same stuff, right? They yeah. probably used a soap that was not awesome or scarier they used nothing <laughs> or a bar of soap from or, their shower or a bar of soap from their shower so they so yeah. it, it, full transparency your partner is a firefighter yes he is and 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 so he would come home and you'd be like you know you kind of still smell a bit like a fire <laughs> no i wouldn't even say a bit like literally i could hardly breathe the first time oh. he came home it was so dense okay um it woke me up out of a deep sleep oh, like that's boy. how much that scent is like anyone who's in the fire service will know what i'm talking about it's it's a powerful smell for okay. sure okay so that's so you had you had a very particular <laughs> need to deal with this issue. I did. And yeah. and so where did the idea behind like where did where did you going like you know what? I could make a soap. Like that's not yeah. something that everybody says. So uh-huh. where did you have any kind of background that sort of led you to to know that you could do it? My background is in marketing. I'm a marketer, not a soap maker. Um, I've always had ideas and plans and been very creative. I've just used them to the power for other people uh, versus <laughs> my own. Um, but I've always wanted to go out and do the, do one of them, something for myself. Um, this in particular, it, it wasn't so much that I said, hey, I can make a soap that helps you smell. It was, you know, he came home smelling so badly and I asked him, you know, why didn't you shower? And he said, I showered three times. I can't get rid of this smell. Huh. So I, start, I started looking to see what other people use. Um, and I couldn't find anything. People would say, Irish Spring tends to be good. <laughs> Irish Spring. Yikes. <laughs> there was nothing. So I started looking into what caused it. And that's where it gets a little bit scary is the chemicals that are causing the scent, that are causing that odor, are 
terrifying. They're carcinogenic. Um, they're toxins that are seeping into their skin, and that's what's causing these odors. So the more I looked into that, the more I thought somebody has to have something to wash this off. Hmm. So I went about trying to figure out how to make it. And was it more of a matter of uh, sort of saying to yourself, you know, this is how, like, as you were researching, did you sort of say, okay, well, I know that this particular thing can clean this particular thing. And then you started putting them together. Well, yeah, you start doing your research and discover that the answer always seems to be chemicals. Right. And it it seemed perverse to me to be adding chemicals with chemicals. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So we kind of went the other way um, and I came across charcoal, white charcoal in particular. Um, And, you know, white charcoal is used in poison control at hospitals Hmm. and it's used in gas masks and it's used in water treatment and air treatment. It's used in all these different ways because it's so good at the absorption of chemicals and toxins. I thought this is something that I should look into. Um, And that's when I named it. (laughs) Instead of fighting chemicals with chemicals, we started fighting fire with fire. And that's kind of the ironic thing then is is the fact that Mm -hmm. you're using charcoal which is actually made by burning something down you know it's like burning a carbon element down to just coal like that's 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 fascinating yeah i said initially it's kind of like using white wine to take out the stains of red wine (laughs) not sure why but it works But does that work? <laughs> it does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's totally. the problem when you always have two bottles of wine open when you're offering the option. You're like, would you like some red wine? And just in case you spill it, I have this <laughs> bottle of white. Effect. It's a bottle <laughs> right. of white I don't care that much about, but I am keeping it on hand just in case we get messy. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and and do, you, do you feel that, that having you know gone through the process of – creating this this soap you had a guinea pig in a partner right mm-hmm. like you were able to say like could you just yeah. rub yourself down with this <laughs> yeah exactly well we actually enlisted all of our friends too, okay so okay we have hundreds of, of trials along the way that's amazing um, you have pete coming home saying smell me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and you were just starting to, to to produce it in bulk and just going like, you know what, just take this whole canister with you. I want you all to try it. And and, and so as the efficacy of the product was proven, did mm-hmm. most of the other, I don't know, they're not called other firefighters within the station were like, were they kind of going yeah. like, Oh my God, this is amazing. You don't stink like us. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say it's, uh, some of the women noticed it first, the female firefighters okay. because of their hair. Um, the hair tends to hold the scent. Um, so if you have long, luscious hair, it's more likely to be noticeable to you. Whereas Mm -hmm. I found a lot of the men didn't notice it on themselves, whereas their wives, their partners, partners, their children would have noticed it. Right. Um, whereas the female firefighters were going home and having to wash their pillowcases in the morning. Okay. So So do you, do you think you nailed it? Like, have you nailed it? So we the, totally nailed it. That's amazing. That's amazing. So okay, I, like like full, so the way the way it all works is that uh, to, to the to the listeners is that you and I worked on a project together for the Great Cup a couple of years ago, and I was so impressed yeah. by you know your calm amidst the chaos, and you were just this great producer. So I've mm-hmm. I've started following you on Instagram, and, and then you 
you start like it was just like it felt like it was so out of the blue like you're just like i'm making soap and i'm like are you still working you're like i'm totally yeah. working still I'm like oh my god you're yeah. making soap i obviously as as since my partner is such a you know do it herself kind of person like i, I have a lot of respect for that kind of entrepreneurial like I'm just glad you're not making an app. Like there's no way I would, have, <laughs> you know, I would never have said like, "Hey, you, I, I see you're doing an app. Do you want to be a yeah. guest?" I wouldn't have been interested. But like I'm so yeah. interested in this. What I think I'm really interested in is is that there actually is a, a health benefit to what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, and it extends beyond firefighters too. Is what we've noticed. Um, yes, I did develop it because I I want to help clean up our firefighters. But it extends to other jobs where you're exposed to hazards and toxins mm -hmm. as well. So to miners and construction workers and to jobs where um, you smell. So, you know, fisher, fishers, fishermen, fisher people. Fisher people? <laughs> fishers. Let's just fishers. say fishers. I don't know. That also sounds wrong. But. but it also cleans up environmental toxins. So pollution, hmm. which I think is really, really relevant. Um, so not watered down, but less concentrated lines for home use, for sport use, because they have real applications there as well. Have you found any any advantage? Have you have you tested it against um, like cleaning petroleum products? Like when like say there was like an oil spill, you know how they they always tout like that one brand, and they're like, "Hey, look, we cleaned a duck." Like the thing is, is <laughs> Can that we clean a duck. <laughs> you know, you um, know what I mean. Like, is it, it's not just that. It's it's the people cleaning the duck get toxins they get they get oil on them and like what do you think that that kind of can help against uh petroleum um I toxicity mean, we can we can test against petroleum i do know it takes the smell out which is indicative to me that it works mm -hmm. um we also have a friend who's a pilot who has tested it for me um so for fuel and gas it works on that oh, okay okay um yeah, it works on a variety of different things. It works on something called polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, PAHs, which contains thousands. So sciencey. <laughs> Please, <stop. laughs> uh, nerd out. Oh my God. Um, but that PAHs have, are thousands of chemicals. So, Amazing. Um, charcoal is known in particular to clean up, to absorb, and wash away those chemicals. Right. Um, but we also have other uh, proprietary ingredients on top of the charcoal right. um, that boost it even further. So um, specific chemicals beside PAHs and some heavy metals, mm -hmm. I'd have to... Um, I'd have to do some. But it's in all part of the job. It's all, you know, I, I would guess so. Yeah. Um, when you say you're a co-founder, you have a do you have a, like a secondary co-founder that is part of it? That uh... I do. Yeah. So I'm the inventor. I had this idea. I started working. I found a lab, an amazing lab that I work with, um, and my partner Kevin. Uh, we were having lunch one day and I was telling him uh, confidentially about this idea that I'd been working on and he was so interested and has friends and family who are firefighters as well and said sign me up so he's wow. been helping um, yeah in in those areas that I'm not so great at um, he's a really good resource and I mean you've been able to bootstrap it then so you haven't been required to like go find funding outside of what you're doing and you know bother people or do like a kickstarter and, and you know I what i mean like it's not people. not literally a bother but it is like we, we're at this we're at this kind of funny stage now where even the most 
simple ideas, we decide we can't possibly figure it out for ourselves in terms of like how to fund it. So we instantly go to our friends and family and say, could you give me 15 bucks? And like, I'm going to raise $50,000 or whatever. Like you've managed to bootstrap it. You've managed to do this. So we started that way. We did. Um, it went probably a year, a year and a half, Mm -hmm. um, on our own. Well, obviously I was working another job and, um, life was going on and then Kevin helped find investors. So we do have investors in the business, um, who, and that's, you know, those, those individuals are the reason why we're able to, um, have three different products now instead of one. And they're the reason why we're able to go nationally instead of, you know, regionally. And they're the reason why we're not handmade, why we're lab made. Yeah. Uh, So that really helped us uh, Um, beef up and launch properly last September. Yeah. But I mean, okay. So (laughs) if you all of a sudden like, well, we we did, we did very quietly do a Kickstarter. Like, no, no, no. (laughs) No, we didn't do a Kickstarter. (laughs) No, that's, that's amazing though. Like, but that's, that, that proves the value of the, of the product. Like to investors don't tend to invest in junk unless they know that that junk is, going to pay off in some other yeah. way they believe in us and what we're what we're doing so. that's incredible that's incredible yeah. so so are you are you in stores now or are you distributing on your own are you distributing through a distribution center sort of thing we are online right now at sitsoap.ca we're also on amazon um and we have distributors that we're talking to right now um, we're being very particular about right. who we work with um, we want people um, to represent us who kind of believe in the same things that we do. That personal um, decontamination is important, not just to get another sale. So mm-hmm. um, we're starting that process now. So hopefully soon we can announce some distributors. I think that's amazing. I think that's Thanks. so awesome. I mean, part of it, it's not just the fact that that you're, I, I just think you're being so smart. You know, you. I, I mean, I've always been really impressed with how intelligent you are, but like just being able to drive <laughs> it's Sunday evening, you know, no, but I, I've always been really impressed. And I, I, you know, I think that, that part of it is that there's a, a level of, I, I feel like we just t- tagged out there for a second, but there's, there's sort of a level of de- deliberateness to what you're doing. Mm. You know, you, you didn't seem to. Like I didn't hear you going on and on about this until you were ready to to actually talk yeah. about it. You know, like you had done your research and it was a thing. It may yeah. not have been funded, but you were like, okay, I can talk about this now. You know? Yeah, I think I have a a bit of imposter syndrome. Hmm. I've always been that way, where I feel like I, I shouldn't say something out loud until it actually happens because right. I'm probably just fooling everyone into thinking that I've done it, that I'm doing it. Right. I'm pulling the wool over everyone's eyes until it's actually there. But it's a, it's a real product. It's not a, it, it, but it, it isn't is. like vaporware and you're going to, you know, I once invested in a math textbook called like punk rock math and <laughs> it, uh, it did really well. We all, we all invested, a bunch of us invested in it and the guy never delivered and his updates yeah. on Kickstarter were always like, geez, I'm really sorry guys. And then like six months later and then a year later and then two years later, it was mm. all like life really got in the way. I'm like, well, you took the money, you know, yeah. but that's the difference between that and this, this you already had it going. You had you had a package, and you're like, "Look at this!" <laughs> I'm holding my hands up for those in the audio realm, but I'm yeah. holding my hands up like, "Look at this thing!" You know, and I was like, "Holy crap, that's amazing!" You know. Yeah, I'm really proud of the branding. Um, I as 
as I'm a marketer by trade, that kind of pops into my oh, head yeah. first. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> that's the part I like the most. That's I think awesome. that and the innovation of the product itself, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's actually if you look at the original sort of keynote that I put together on what this would look like and what it looks like today, it's pretty pretty close. Is it pretty close? Oh my oh, god, yeah. that's so funny. Yeah, do you think of close. yourself as sort of like a closet designer? Do you do you, you have an aesthetic? You have a design sense already? Like you're yes, a stylish person. So I, think I, I have a very specific sense of what I want right. creatively. Right. Yes. I also have um, a girlfriend who uh, I worked with in my former business who is amazing at taking my mock-ups and making them real. Nice. <laughs> and I had a, a team behind me, a brand team as well, to to put that onto packaging. So I, I definitely don't do anything alone, um, but uh, they supported me along the way, and it does look remarkably similar. They were able to figure out how to do that. That's so cool. Yeah, I that would is like so to cool. learn how to do it myself someday. <laughs> right well, now, I used to. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because, like, you know, when you when you and I met, like, I was building things and then actually doing other things with it, and I was doing a lot of stuff where I probably shouldn't have been doing them, and allowing other people to do parts of it. But we were such a mm-hmm. small company that every like the person who was the creative technologist had to do every part of that project. So yeah. now I'm in a in a job where they're like no we would never ask you to do that you know <laughs> I, get, I got kind of surprised the first time I said oh I guess I could build this they're like no we why would you ever need to build that so I mean <laughs> you know staying in your lane can sometimes be this really good spot to be like you knew where you wanted to be and you needed yeah. someone to help you get there and I think that it's yeah. a I think it's important to understand that role yeah, I would I would like to continue that at some point. I mean, obviously, you know, being an entrepreneur, you have to take on all the roles at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but where you can tap into the skills of others, where you fall short, I think that is the most important thing to understand as an entrepreneur is what you can't do and what you shouldn't spend your time doing. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that you're on the verge of sort of a, a breakthrough with this, like the next step? In the company and in, in, in the I do. product? Yeah, I do. I feel like big things are really going to happen. I feel like we've been able to accomplish something with this product um, that others haven't done. There there are charcoal products on the market, mm-hmm. but they're not actually using charcoal as a functional ingredient, in my opinion. They're using it as a marketing ingredient. Right. And our product is black. Like, if you pump it out of... The, the pump, the hand and body soap pump, it is pure liquid black because the charcoal has been suspended in the liquid. Yeah. Um, it, it's not a marketing ingredient. Um, you know, it's not a cheap ingredient to use, and we use exactly how much of it we need to to make sure it works. Mm-hmm. And it took two years and 16 formulations and 43 <laughs> lab tests to figure out how to do that product. And on top of that, I mean, it smells so unusual and really great and it lathers really well like it's just got all the properties that i i really wanted it to have it's a top-end product in its own right right and then to decontaminate or detoxify even in some small way above soap and water to me is a huge win because of what these men and women are being exposed to daily Mm -hmm. if if I can get 1% more than soap and water, I will count that as a win every day of the week. That's awesome. I, you know, I, it's, it's really interesting because on, on one hand, there's this whole 
service to the people who serve kind of thing that you got going on that's like <laughs> super super cool that you know everybody goes like oh our, our heroes the firefighters <laughs> but you're doing a thing that actually like helps people that do this you know that yeah, i think it's i think it's this cool little salute to you know <laughs> people that, that that work really hard we have a friend who's a firefighter so it's it's one of those things where we're like Man, I'm I'm sorry you have to put up with <laughs> with this yeah. stuff, you know, like oh, the frontline people, and it's it's a uh, you know it's super it's super neat to to have you say like oh yeah no all I want to do is help them stay healthy and because they're in a particularly unhealthy profession. Well, and there are risks that you take as a firefighter, and and you know that are part of the job, and there are risks that are just completely unnecessary mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So if, if we can do anything to help them, I mean, no one wants me running into a building when it's burning and trying to get them out. So <laughs> I'll make soap. <laughs> that's, a, that's so awesome. Um, <laughs> in the midst of the two years that you were working on Soot Soap, you had a baby. I did. Yes. I actually launched both my businesses the same week. <laughs> my baby business and my soap business. Well, yeah. there's nothing like not taking mat leave. <laughs> yes, exactly. Actually, I was in labor and my nurse was talking about the soap she was using. And I was like, Pete, get my purse. You got you to gotta try. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Start the timer. yep that's amazing but i mean it's it's appropriate she's the reason why we're doing this too so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah man okay well you know it's it's kind of funny because like in in my head like you have this whole you have this whole business going on at the same time are you still you're still doing the freelance producer role so I still have the other business running. So it's a collective. Um, essentially, we are a collective of freelance, I say women because we all happen to be women, mm-hmm. um, in varying roles of experiential marketing. So creative, uh-huh. producing, um, event management, PR. Um, and we are taking a bit of a hiatus right now, uh, but the business is still live. Uh, so we just haven't accepted any projects at the moment, but we do have some projects coming up in the summer that will be run by other women. Essentially. Okay. And as so a coll- collective goes on and as a collective, like the, whoever get the, you could be hired as one person could be hired as a designer. One person could be hired as a producer. One person could be hired in whatever their role is, but the other, the other members may not be hired Exactly. So they'll reach out, a client will reach out to me and say, here's sort of the project we're looking for. Here are the the roles, Mm -hmm. the gaps basically that we have internally that we're looking for help with. Mm. Um, I will help with strategy. um, I will help with staffing. We can help with creative. Whatever the gap is, we will fill with the appropriate individual. Mm. Um, So all to say, there are other people who can run that business aside from me. So I still weigh in um, when it comes to strategy, when it comes to creative. Um, And then there are other other very talented senior resources who our clients uh, can tap into depending on what the project requires. And can you share what that what that collective's called? Yeah, it's called East of Young. Okay. uh, As in Young Street. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> like when you used to and live he, east of Young Street. <laughs> I did live east of Young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's it's still going. We actually have some projects coming up in the summer that the team will be managing. Mm. Um, Are you absolutely. looking for uh, any additional collaborators uh, for the collective in terms of um, contributors? Always. For yeah, always looking for great people. Um, the the great thing about the collective is. Um, we know in advertising and marketing agencies, um, uh, it can, <laughs> I'm trying to put this nicely, it, burnout can happen. Um, Tends to, yeah. Yeah, so what I love about the collective and why we started it to begin with is because it allows senior people to choose their pro- projects that they're interested in, right. um, that they feel passionate about, um, and it allows them to be as creative as they want to be and as involved as they want to be. And we don't take any money off of their rates. So what they decide to charge is what the client gets charged and what they get paid. Right. Um, so it's very transparent. Um, and, you know, we have clients who request certain people at this point, and we've done some amazing projects. We did a, uh, a VR experience launch with um, the National Film Board of Canada last year that was just emotionally moving and out of this world. And I'm not sure we would have had the opportunity as a group of, of marketers and creative people to be able to work on a project like what, that. What was that? What was that project? It was called Badabin. Um, it's a first nations experience all done in VR. Okay. Uh, it, it was, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. Cool. So we did the official launch in Nathan Phillips square for that last year. Just one project that, you know, never would have happened outside of the collective just based on budgets and, um, you know, creative direction and, and that particular client. Right. Had there yeah. been overhead, it wouldn't have happened kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We wouldn't have been able to pull it off at an agency. That's for sure. And do you, do you feel that, that running this, this collective helped in, in terms of like how, how you worked because you, before you were, you were solo, right? EC Young used to just be you. Um, initially, yeah, it was me and one other, one other woman initially. Yeah. And so she would do of, the creative. And, and then you just sort of built up from there. You're like, look, yeah. how many, how many are you now? Um, we can tap into about six wow. uh, senior resources. And then we have some small agencies that we work with for things like, um, web and, hmm. uh, uh, VR. We worked with another agency to help with the equipment for that, for instance. Wow. That's really interesting. It's, it, so I run a networking event, which you probably are aware, but um, I've had the Women Who Freelance Toronto, and now they're called Women Who Freelance Canada, as oh. as the as a night for them. And then um, there's a Twitter hashtag called Women X Work that that's run by um, a couple of people that that I had a night for them as well. And it, it you know it's oh, well, I think it's I think it's just incredible. There seems to be this. Gosh, you know, I've been in advertising. I was in advertising for like twenty years, and it, it's it's so cool to see so many women like just going fuck it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, like I'm just tired of this. I I need to be in charge, and it, and it, and it's just it's it's seeing that come to a, a new evolution in in advertising that's been amazing. It's like yeah. I'm getting this a series of more rational people in charge, which is like the coolest thing ever, you know? Well, and not willing to sacrifice, like, you know, back at the agencies that I've worked at, you had to make a choice. You were there 
24 hours a day, essentially, yeah. or, um, you were one of the ones who didn't move forward and went home to your kids and, you know, didn't get the great projects or whatever. And that's probably not fair entirely to say, but you get to a certain no, point. I think it's fair to say, of, I think it's a fair yeah. observation. It, it's, it's not something that anybody would dispute at this point, you know? Well, you know, it's that, it's that whole, you can have it all, but not all at once. <laughs> I just don't buy that. No. Like, you can have it in bits and you can have your priorities and, and you can do what you need to do as a woman, but as a person, as an entrepreneur, as a creative individual, mm-hmm. why not? You know, the, the gig industry right now is at its height. You can work part-time, you can work freelance, you can work from home. Um, so now more than ever, I think people, but women are able to develop their own schedules and, and still have senior jobs and still make good money and still be respected in their fields rather than taking a break. Do do you find, um, having now, you know, doing the, you're already a senior producer, marketer, strategist. Mm-hmm. And once you decided because you were already freelance, you didn't necessarily really go on mat leave. You just sort of took a little break. And at the yeah. same time, you were developing the soot soap yeah. situation. Yeah, so I went full-time onto soot soap, yeah. And and that's been – how old is Remy now? <laughs> She's almost five months. <laughs> so for five months, you're like, that's it. I'm soot soap and all of it. Let's go. Yeah. And yeah. Then has that do, – do you feel that that has actually really great timing like in terms of when you when you said like I'm just going to take a step back from the marketing stuff and just settle and just go back into the marketing <laughs> stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yes, I mean I didn't plan it that way. We had some delays um, that were out of our control mm-hmm. from a bottling perspective, so we didn't launch right when we had hoped. Right. Uh, so it would have been nice to have a little bit of time, I think, with the business before. Remy came along, but it's kind of worked out perfectly. We have a really great baby and, um, you know, this, this business allows me to work when I can versus nine to five. So, you know, I work two hour stints or 30 minutes here or till two o'clock in the morning if I want to, it just, whenever, you know, the lifestyle allows for it, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. it works out well that way. So yes, the timing um, has worked well, <laughs> although it wasn't planned that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do, do you feel that, that thanks to your, I don't know, the, I don't know if the word is extensive, but your, your extensive experience as a marketer, do you feel like you're now in, in a position where you're like, I know exactly how to handle <laughs> this side of it, like the research and stuff where you're developing it. No. That's a whole different world. Right? Yeah, not not even close. There's there's so much more that I've had to learn um, than I knew. For, um, for product, for product marketing, you mean? Just everything: legal, trademarking, patents, accounting, bookkeeping, barcodes, packaging. Like <laughs> these are all things that I've never done. Um, right. And, you know, it can also work against you. Uh, yes, I, I think about marketing all the time, and I think about branding and innovation. Those are the things that I think I'm very good at, building relationships with people. Um, but it can also take my mind power away from the things that I probably should be focusing on, hmm. or learning how to get better at or delegating um, because I'm, I'm so caught up in those details right. I'm caught up in, you know, getting the right sticker for a packaging that looks absolutely incredible when I should probably go sell some products, <laughs> you know? 
So it can work both ways, I think. Do you, do you, that's, that's an interesting point. Do you, do you find that you can get focused too much on the minutiae when you should be looking at the broader picture? Oh, 100%. I'm a perfectionist. I, <laughs> I have learned um, to, to try to let, I've learned to try. I have learned to try to let something <laughs> You're trying go. to learn. I can't even say it. I can't You're trying to it. learn to let go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am a perfectionist, so I I probably spend more time on, you know, decks and creative and posts and things getting them absolutely oh boy. to my uh, view of perfect when I should probably just get more content out, you know what I mean, as yeah. an example. Yeah. Um so it does get in my way sometimes, but on the other hand, I think you know Contrary to a lot of the products in this business, um, and I don't just mean personal decon, but um, any fire product, I think our branding definitely stands out. We are a real consumer product that could mm-hmm. go on shelves of Whole Foods right now if right. we wanted to. Um, and I think that helps us stand out too. So, it, again, it goes both ways. I think it's a really positive thing for this brand. It says something, it has a voice. Um, aside from the product itself, but at the same time, um, you know, there are probably other things I can get better at and spend more time doing. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you have an, do you intend to, you know, rely more heavily on other people to do some of the smaller things like posts and things like that? Or are you going to keep that all close to you and allow you to do it? Or do you, do you feel like maybe you could just hand that sort of stuff off? In a perfect world, I would love to focus on innovation and packaging and marketing strategy and hand off um, pretty much everything else. I think I, I would be comfortable. <laughs> you just need an intern. Remy needs yeah. to be five or six, That's really, right. to sort that to out. Grow up a little and help, help mama out. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'd like to be able to delegate some things. I really there are some products that we have in the works right now that are pretty cool mm-hmm. that I'd love to just be able to focus on um, getting those into market um, and, and solving some other problems that the industry has out there. Uh, but we can't do that right now because we have to focus on these. So, and what's your what's your timeline for a broader dispersion or dispersal or distribution setup? Like where like how far are you from like being on the shelves? In some places, do you got? Can you can you Our talk about that at all? Or, yeah, the current product, of course. Yeah. Um, I let. I mean, I could have it on shelves in four weeks, six weeks, if I wanted it to. Really? Um, yeah. So if if the right partner came along and it it makes sense, um, that's something we could look at. Hmm. Yeah, we set it up right off the bat so that everything would be ready for any market. So we have six SKUs right now and um, they all have working barcodes and right. Canada approved and, you know, under trademark and working on patents. They're real products. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, no, I knew they're real products. Actually, I was going to ask you about patents to, to, to begin with, but I realized that at some point you were just going to say whether or not you're patenting them. And you're living, um, sorry, you're living in, I want to say Port Perry or Port Hope. Port Hope. And one of the ports, okay. one of the ports. How do you like, how do you like living in the country? <laughs> in the country. I love it so it's much. It's not really the country, but you know. It's near the country. <laughs> you live closer to you live closer to wine country than I do. I think that's the important thing. 
That is true. Yeah, no, we love it. I will never go back to the city. How much of like circumstances led you to doing this? Like, because if you were still in the city and you were still really busy with the marketing stuff, Mm. do you think you would have been as preoccupied with the way Pete smelled? (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing is I've always had ideas for things. I've always wanted to, to do something. And I'm always the one who says, you know what I should do is make a blah, blah, blah. Right. That's always been me and I've never done it. Um, I think part of leaving the agency world, um, is what I needed to sort of open my mind up to be able to do that, um, to be more flexible, to allow myself less stability, Mm -hmm. um, to be okay, not making any money (laughs) (laughs) or less, less money, (laughs) much less. Something just switched in me though, I think. Um, and it's part of leaving the city and it's, it's just a a life switch that I think happened in me that I said no more Mm -hmm. that I'm just not doing this anymore. It's not good for my health. Um, you know, Pete one day just said, I can't see you like this anymore. Right. Right. So something has to give, Hmm. um, and everything changed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, a lot of people say that they not, not that it has to give, but a lot of people will say like, Oh, if, if, if I, I could just make this, this would be yeah. the million dollar idea. You know, my, my mother-in-law, I'm telling you, my mother-in-law is probably like the, the biggest, you know, Oh, you should, you should make that into a thing. And I'm like, well, it is, a th-. you know, a lot of the things I mentioned are like, no, no, that is a thing. That's, that's some, somebody made that. I'm just making another version of it, but you could package it and you could make it into it. I'm like, it exists. You know what? The electromagnet, that that's a real thing. I don't have to make a new one. So like you're taking, <laughs> you're taking this whole, you know, I'm going to be the next person to invent the shoelace. Like you're, you invented mm. something. And I think that's amazing. You know, do do you ever sit yeah. back and go, I invented something? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no so one impressed with me, myself. I swear I did, yeah. Um, and l- let's be honest, I'm not sitting in a lab pouring <laughs> things into test tubes, making it myself. Um, uh, I have a great team who mm-hmm. made things. But I, I think that's one of my biggest pet peeves and something I learned very quickly um, is people say all the time, all you need is a great idea. Mm. If only I had a great idea. I could hand out great ideas like they're Skittles. Like if somebody I wants one, here, come and get it. It's yours. Because yep. yep. um, it, it means absolutely nothing. Um, an idea gets you nowhere. It's the hard work. And um, that's what's gone into this. And that's what goes into everything that I do. Because without that, it's nothing. I it's, tell you. It's, it's a name. Our, our, the, the podcast started out with, they were a series of ideas that Stefan and I had had that we couldn't get to client or we couldn't get the client to buy off on. And we just had this, you know, we had 16, a list of 16 things that became episodes. And then it was, you know, let's invite people who have had good ideas that haven't gone anywhere because it's 100% an idea without execution is air. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's cool to see, I think one of the reasons, the primary reason that that I invited you on was specifically because the execution's there, you know? Mm. A good idea is a good idea, and and there are plenty to be had. And I will tell you, like, you're like, I could give good ideas away like Skittles. (laughs) Not a lot of people have good ideas. Well, I I have some for sale if anyone (laughs) (laughs) wants. 
but it's amazing when I think, you know, now my job for the past couple of years has been someone says, hey, we have this space. What would you do in it? And, you know, I've become mm. an experienced designer and, you know, creative technologist. And, you know, my, you know, what I say is, is like, oh, well, maybe we could do this. And they go, oh, that's a great idea. And I'm like, woo, that's lucky. <laughs> Thank God. <Yeah. laughs> Thank God I'm a child. You know, because I because I always think about what's going to be the most fun or what's going to make the most sense for that space, and you know, and it is a, it is a blessing to be burdened with good <laughs> ideas. It's a curse yeah, to be I, to be burdened with good ideas that you can't do anything with. Well, you can always do something. It's just a choice, right? Um, mm-hmm. I chose this one because it's helpful. There were seven others I could have chosen that you know, I wouldn't have been as passionate about or wouldn't have helped anyone. And I just didn't want to feel like I was out schlepping granola bars again, you know, like I, and nothing against granola bars. I just, that just popped into my head. There's some granola bar for, damn you, D! I know, they're great granola bars, don't get me wrong. I'm just not super passionate. Well, and you know, listen, that that's not we, we we're laughing, but the truth is that it it would be about the passion. There there is someone who is like super into granola yeah, and, totally. and and you cannot you cannot argue with the passion behind it. So like No, I mean you know, people start calling me the charcoal lady because I'm so passionate about charcoal now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure other people are like, I mean, I'll leave soap to some other Dummy. Yeah, there's, there's somebody going like, so who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you're like, I do. KD, I, I care. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, gosh. Uh, you know, um, I normally, this is about the time when I, I feel like we're kind of wrapping up, but mm-hmm. I was, do you have any, this is, I usually say it's unsolicited, but it's 100% solicited. Solicited mm. advice, solicited advice for people that are hoping to start their own thing or, you know, they have, they have that good idea. Like what would be your kind of next phase advice? Yeah. Uh, learn, just learn everything you possibly can about it. And I don't just mean what you're trying to create and how to go about creating it. I'm talking about everything that surrounds it. So if you think about any other business, they have accountants, they have lawyers, they have marketers, they have salespeople. Um, there, there are all these different roles in a company and you might know one of them. And now all of a sudden you have to know all of them or find people who are willing to work for free or for equity who know the other parts of it. (laughs) Is that one of the harder problems with starting a business? I, I, you know, I'm a a friend of mine, um, started a, a company called job bliss. That's like a, you know, freelancer resource. Mm. And, you know, in, in talking to her, I, I always wondered if one of the issues with starting your own business, becoming an entrepreneur is how many people kind of come up and go, you know, for points, I would be, I could do this, you know, yeah. do, do you have, a, yeah. do you have people now that you, they can see a success coming? They're like, you know, for points, I could, I could help you do this. Yeah. People definitely try for equity right off the bat. Um, we, I mean, you have to be very careful with that of how much you want to give away and who you give it away to. You want to make sure you have strategic partners. Um, again, people who can fill the gaps in your own expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, otherwise, don't give it away. <laughs> if it's not going to benefit you in the long run, 
don't give it away. There are people like who will answer your questions, who will help you for free. If people call me and ask me questions, you know, how do I get a barcode? That's something I had to figure out. I'm happy to tell yeah. you how to yeah. get a barcode. You don't need to give away points to get someone to do those things. And the other part of it is people tear you down so much. You will get told over and over and over again, it's a bad idea. It's yeah. a bad target. It's a bad price. It's a bad product. Um, you will you will always be able to find someone who does not believe in you. Mm-hmm. And if they tear you down enough and then you get asked, oh, I can help you with this yeah. for 10 points. You know you're it was a strategy. Like, exactly. Yeah. So God. if you believe in it, I say believe in it. Don't mortgage your house over it. Um, yeah. Do what you can to bootstrap it and make sure it's you've got proof of concept first. Um, but you, you need, wow, wow. Do you need thick skin and confidence <laughs> in what you're doing? Honestly. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because like when you, when you do stuff for yourself, I think one of the, the biggest issues is you have to have thick skin, but it, it only needs to exist while you need it. And then you can go home <laughs> and just doubt the shit out of yourself, you know? And go cry. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, like the number hey, of times, number of the times number of times I like stand up in front of a, an audience, go yes, first next step, yes, let's do this thing, and ha ha ha, and then I go home going, oh my god, I'm such an asshole. Why, Classic. you know, I just don't, I just why I don't. And somebody's like, you're amazing on the stage, and I'm like, yeah, but that's that's like 15 minutes, and then I go home yeah. and I I question everything I said and did, and you yeah. know, why did I make that joke? And there's it's just amazing. The same thing with the, the podcast is the same thing. I honestly have no idea. I I spend a lot of time going. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you, know? you just have to surround yourself with good people. And if you believe in yourself, they will believe in you too. Just get rid of all the naysayers because they're, they're going to jump in unsolicited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I am not, I am not, I'm not uh, attempting to get points uh, and, and, <laughs> and, and be part of your business. I really, I love the idea of helping if I can in terms of like, let's have a podcast episode and let's talk about it. And Thank you for that. I am, I am just, I'm just so stoked. And I mean, you're probably going to be out in, in March, I think. I think we're, I think we're in that st- state right now. So um, if, if there's anything you need to announce, for March, this is your chance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know if there's anything to announce. Um, New books that I would like to have out by the end of the year. So I would say if you want to learn to become a guinea pig for those products, get on our our newsletter list on sitsoap.ca. That's probably the easiest way to find out about those things. Okay. Well, that'll be on the, that'll be on the show notes for sure. Is there anything else you'd like to sort of share with uh, the listeners? No. um, Just if, if you know a firefighter, share soot soap um tell them if they're not going to use soot soap please use something <laughs> just just clean that clean those toxins just off just clean those toxins yeah. off get a, get a gun honestly the, like firefighters are are very good about cleaning their gear cleaning their bunker gear sending it away to be washed because they know what is on it but they do nothing with their skin right um, and obviously not everybody, but there's a large portion and we just, you know, we don't want those men and women coming home to their families with those toxins and we don't want it staying on their bodies either. So right. soap and water is better than nothing. Um, no chemicals is better than chemicals. Just be, 
very careful and aware of what you're doing with your skin. So help help a firefighter out. Buy them a gift for Christmas if it's out. <laughs> See, look at this. I mean, you can get it for their birthday, for St. Pat's, yeah, for Easter. That's right. <laughs> Valentine's is coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Valentine's has passed. International Firefighters Day. Is that right? Okay, that's there right. we go. Have a gift certificate available for purchase, and then everybody right. everybody will buy. D, I am uh, without a doubt beyond pleased to to have spoken to you this evening. Thank you so much. I my appreciate pleasure. you. I appreciate you waiting it out while I put my daughter to bed. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mine went to bed at the same time. Oh boy. <laughs> oh man. Parenthood, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. I want you to have a, a great evening. Enjoy. Thank enjoy you. this. I, I, I have a good feeling of success towards this, and it's going to just be crazy, crazy, crazy. And the next time I talk to you, you'll be like, "Look, I can't talk. I'm just." I've been, fly, I've, been fly, I've been flying back and forth across the country. I've been in Vegas for CES. We have a whole product thing going on. There's voice-activated soap dispensers. and Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's great. I'm super stoked. I, I, you know, I wish you all the best. I appreciate the forum. Thanks, Dee. <laughs> Thanks, Dee. See ya. Bye. Bye. This episode of Can't Sell This was produced in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. All creative content in this episode is copyright Hugh Elliott and Stefan Grambart. Intro voice is Jeff Wright. Opening and closing track is Watch Him They Said from the 2018 album Hypocritic Oath by Not Of. All inquiries can be directed to admin at cancellthispodcast.com.